and welcome back to another edition of the Racing Mindcast, the show that helps athletes slow down their minds so they can race past their limits. I'm Chris Hague. And I'm Morgan Bickenbach Davies. And today in our three parts, our first part we're going to be talking about how to let the numbers go and the true indicators of a good workout. In from there, we are in honor of Jesse Thomas Racing Kona. We are going to be reviewing picky bars all the way from Oregon. And in part three, we're going to be talking about the year of fear. So with not a second to lose, let's <laughs> dive into part one. How to not let numbers ruin your workout. Now, what numbers do you mean? So I see numbers as power reading lots. Mm -hmm. I see numbers could be time. Mm -hmm. It could be distance. It could be pace. It could be heart rate. Mm -hmm. It could be any metric, any external metric. That you compulsively check on your watch. That you compulsively check on your walk, okay. uh, watch. And are very, while numbers are numbers, we give them weight. Yep. And I think a lot of athletes get caught up in their own mind when they don't see the right numbers. Mm -hmm. And I regardless think regardless of how they were feeling, before. regardless of how they were yeah. feeling before. And I this, think that's the important point. And this is this is how it, this got brought up um, when we're talking about your ride yesterday. Oh yeah. So and several other times before, mm -hmm. but it's becoming increasingly an issue. Uh, yesterday, I didn't really feel like going out in the rain again, so I decided to do a workout on my trainer, and. I had a really hard time, um, well, to, to begin with, I was focused on my heart rate as being the indicator of being, uh, of effort, mm -hmm. essentially, and I kept looking down at my watch, and it was in, like, you know, the low 40, 140s, or... Which is low for you. Which is low for me, like, I, I, I usually equate one, in the 150s with giving it my all, mm -hmm. or giving it my all comfortably, like, giving it my all, like, balls to the wall is, like, 178. Um, but like, be like looking down at my watch and seeing 152, 155 is like, yes, I know that I am, I'm pushing it like, and it's comfortable, but I'm pushing it. Mm -hmm. And I kept looking down at my watch. I was dripping sweat and I would look down at my watch and it'd be 137. And it just, it was just like really demoralizing mm -hmm. for a two hour workout yeah. to constantly be looking down and that number it was almost like that number had a little voice mm -hmm. saying you're not working hard enough sorry for the high pitched so, yeah, noises i think that's what garmin sounds like yeah. if garmin was an animal or a creature yeah garmin have... sounds like a mean girl mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's butter a carb <laughs> also a really old reference we're really Full on a them. roll Got thousands more, so stay tuned. The millennials are aging. We're <laughs> becoming dinosaurs. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just... That movie's timeless, by the way. Okay. Anyway, it's let's a, get back it's to like this. It's a classic. Um, yeah, so for me, it's, major, it's mostly heart rate, but I know it's also distance. Like, mm -hmm. I never feel like I'm going far enough. Or pace. Yeah, so pace as well. Pace mm -hmm. is always too slow. So even if I'm, like, going... If I... I'm on a roll and I'm not looking at my heart at my on my watch for whatever metric and I feel good and then I look down at my watch, it's constantly a downer. Like no matter what it says, mm -hmm. it'll never be as good as I feel. Or as when I am feeling good. Like if I look down at my watch if I'm if I'm going if I'm struggling mm -hmm. and I look down at my watch and that reflects that, it's like, okay, at least 
my body is in sync with what my numbers are saying. But if I'm feeling really good, really energetic, really powerful, I looked at my watch and it's either not working correctly or it is working correctly and my metrics aren't showing how I feel, it's demoralizing. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you have, you know, 45 minutes to go or an hour, an hour and a half to go. It's just really hard to undo that. Right. So, yeah, that's how, it, that's what it means for me. So my, and I, I get the same way, mm -hmm. especially if I feel like running, because I, I've, I've started running with power. Yeah. And if you want to get a full episode, check out, check out the videos that I have on my personal YouTube about the, the running power meter that I use and how I set it up with my training and I not enough time on this podcast to go into that. <laughs> but there's a lot of, I, when I first started out, it would be my, you know, my effort was high, yeah. my heart rate was high, but my power was in the shitter. And it, yeah. it, that, that's happened to me on the bike. That's happened to me in races where I just, I feel like I'm giving it my all, but I'm not going anywhere and people are passing me. Yeah. And it just, it really is demoralizing when the numbers that you see and the numbers that you've equated with quote unquote success or being good or specific zones mm -hmm. don't reflect how you feel how you feel mm -hmm. and that can be that, that is demoralizing and can feel demoralizing because yeah. it, it plays with your sense of reality it, it plays with your sense of reality uh and i guess you could even if you're even if you're not into fitness you step on a scale and you think you've been, you know, you've doing been dieting good. and quote unquote doing good and yeah. you've been dieting and you're following, the, following your nutrition program yeah. and you step on the scale and you've actually gained weight. That can be demoralizing oh, too. Oh God, yes. And, but as I said at the beginning, you know, numbers are numbers. We give them weight. Right. So. And they have context. For, and they have context. And that's yeah. so important. That's the first step to letting the numbers go mm -hmm. is first context you have to contextualize those numbers because those numbers whether it is your heart rate zones whether it's your power mm -hmm. zones those numbers do not yeah. those numbers are contextual yeah. if you had a hard workout the day before it could be that your heart rate's very high mm -hmm. or very low mm -hmm. if you weightlifted the day before doing a cycling workout your power numbers even though a watt is a watt is a watt your power numbers could be very low given how much you're putting out, or they could be higher depending on how you feel. Mm -hmm. Those numbers don't live in a bubble and you have to contextualize And they're them. one data point. And they're one data Like you have to, you have to. Or they to, could be several data points. Yeah, but, but the even emphasis then, has to be on the trend line rather than on the, yes. on the data point. One workout is not going to prove that you're becoming a, you know, out of shape or getting fitter. Right. One data point's not going to do that. So no. you have to contextualize those numbers. So you have to look for the overall and trend. And worrying about it is actually going to make your numbers worse because it probably means you're going to be more stressed out, mm -hmm. getting less sleep, and also just, you know, having less confidence. And that's another, and sleep are, is a big, those big, are all, Those are three factors mm -hmm. versus one factor, your heart rate or mm -hmm. whatever, that are, you know, contradicting each other, and they're going to compound and make it worse. And that's another, it, when you say contextualize, you also, especially for heart rate, you have to contextualize those numbers mm -hmm. as where is that number coming from? Yeah. So first off, heart rate's incredibly unreliable. Yeah. It's, especially when you're training indoors where you have humidity and static, those numbers can be very, very high or very, very low. And also hydration. And, and hydration plays another key component. Yep. So if you're dehydrated, your heart rate's going to be higher. If you have a cup of coffee, your heart rate's going to be higher. If you have a beer, your heart rate's going to be lower. And I, I don't recommend having a beer just to lower you down no, your heart rate. No, beer miles, bad idea. Yeah, but also when you're on the bike too, your heart rate's going to be lower than what you're used to on the run. Right. And and I never get used to that. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's always, I just, 
all of that common sense mm -hmm. goes out the window when I'm in the middle of a workout and, you know, my inner demons come out and just start, you know, really counter, <laughs> like really just beating me up at the wrong moment. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it, like, sometimes I just wish they, they could wait. Your fluffy is active. Yeah. Or your, your like limbic just, system, if you My limbic system. Your chimp brain. My chimp brain, to go back to lesson size book. Um, it just, it, it doesn't have good timing. And so it comes in at the time where it's the most impactful rather than waiting, holding off, waiting until you've done your workout and then beating up on you. Or, or before. Letting your coach deal with the numbers and not focusing on the numbers. Right. I mean, that's the benefit of having a coach is the coach can worry about the numbers. But then like devil's advocate, how do you know if you're pushing yourself? That I think leads into the next part of this is learning to listen to your body more. And so, that is a huge buzzword. Listen to your body. I mean, we talked about it on the intuitive eating mm -hmm. podcast. Listen to your body. Listen to how it's feeling. But in this sense, yeah. you do need to listen to your body. So perceived effort needs to be really. You need to be very honest with yourself yes. about what you're what you're putting into it. RPE, in my opinion, trumps numbers seven times out of ten. Mm -hmm. Unless you don't have a fitness background and you don't really know. But that's the part of training, and that's where a coach yeah. can step in and say, this is how this effort should feel. Okay. When you're running Zone 2, you should be able to sing to a Justin Bieber song comfortably and smile. When you're in Zone 3, you might be able to wave to a friend and say, oh, good morning, how are you? But that's the that's end of the conversation. Yeah. Zone 4 is you're breathing heavily, you're only able to say, hi, how are you? That's it. And that's it. And zone five is get out of my way because I'm charging fast. Can't talk right now. Ramming speed. Yeah. Uh, Animal House reference right there. I'm on, on, on game today, Chris. On game. Anyway, um, and to get back to the point, yeah. people need to, they can't, you cannot rely on your numbers or one, entirely. Or one isolated like metric. And, or many metrics. You cannot yeah. rely on any of those to tell you how your body's feeling. Yeah, you can't depend on one, you know, one piece of information to tell you the whole story. No metric is going to be able to measure how you're feeling. Or how you're They can be indicators of how you're feeling, yeah. but they can't measure how you're feeling. They all have blind spots. Another case in point, HRV, big or heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. It's big in the endurance world for tracking recovery. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that I've seen some of my athletes who have very low HRV on a specific day, but they are ready to go. They're gearing up for the next workout. Mm -hmm. And who am I to say because, oh, no, your HRV app said you're low today. You should recover. Yeah. No. Go out. If you're feeling it, go for it. If you're not, back off. Or, or end early. Like or if end you, early. If you start feeling mm -hmm. good and then... It doesn't last long. Just call it, you know, yeah. call it short. And let's say, let's say, let's go back to tomorrow. Your zone two effort or your conversation pace effort, mm -hmm. and your heart rate's lower than what you're typically finding zone two. Well, then let it be lower. As long as your RPE aligns or your rate of perceived exertion aligns with what the purpose of that is, mm -hmm. the purpose of that workout is, that's one hundred percent fine. Yeah. It's yeah, like but it is tough to get over that mental hurdle. But yeah. you do have to you have to train yourself in in training to do that. And right. good ways to do this is to and this is what I do with my athletes all the time is I say um, so I I set up garments with garments you can have different screens. Mm -hmm. And so on a cycling computer, you can have one screen with just the time. Right. And then on another screen, you have your watts, you have your heart rate, you have your cadence, you have your time, your lap time. And on another yeah. screen, you can have X, Y, and Z. 
but what I have them do is I have a screen just for you know time or mm -hmm. sunset yeah. or sunrise or yeah. something or temperature something mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with their body mm -hmm. and I will have them do the first workout and have all right I want you to hit these watts in this heart rate yeah and they hit it great they recover next interval don't look at it mm -hmm. don't look at any of the screens flip try it over flip it. it over to sunset flip it over to temp yeah. temperature try and, find and it replicate yourself. Yeah, yeah replicate what you did in the first set so Again. yeah body memory and then when what I'm looking for in that is you know how does his RPE align with the numbers right. and that can be modified it could be up or down yeah. and that's all something that a good coach needs to contextualize in their analysis of workouts and in yeah. their analysis of races yeah. but it's important to to do those mm -hmm. so that's a true. let go of the numbers and contextualize the numbers but also play around with them and RPE trumps numbers mm -hmm. but play around with it and see if you can align your heart rate with your RPE and then on your next set see if you can replicate that without the numbers yeah it's, so it's balance weird. the qualitative and the quantitative it was weird because I tried doing that in my run today and I noticed a point where I was getting really out of breath or it felt it felt like mm -hmm. I was going you know 155 beats dipping into zone three that it was yeah I was on the on the higher end mm -hmm. that I thought I would be in the 155 to 160 range I looked down at my watch 147 so it felt it felt confusing because it felt like I had lacked fit mm -hmm. like I had lost fitness because I felt way more out of breath than mm -hmm. than that number was sh was hinting at mm -hmm. let's say and so it was just kind of like what's going on it was right. it just it was frustrating because it felt like I can't make sense of this mm -hmm. given the fact that I am out of breath and I'm having to reduce my pace in which case just I would say throw out the number and say I'm just gonna go by feel mm. because I had to that's yeah, yeah. that and that, that's good well that's, like I had no choice because yeah. I was like out of breath and I'm not usually out of breath at that pace so back it so all whatever for whatever reason yeah, like for whatever reason, if it was just that I didn't get enough sleep, or I was just... Dehydration could be a bit of a part Whatever of it. it is. Not enough coffee. I mean, I did make the coffee a little weak this morning. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. it is. Anyway, but overall, I think in this day and age of numbers and metrics, and this is coming from a devout data data, data geek and first, first responder. It's the uh, first time I've heard that word used. Analysis, big into analytics, we still need to be in touch with our body and how it's feeling, yeah. and that trumps any number any day. Big picture, big picture. Big picture. So that concludes. Oh, if you have any comments, if you completely disagree with what I just said, let me know in the comments below. Be nice, though. More than half. Oh, no, you, troll me if you want. Oh, no. Uh, I, I've got. We can have a conversation, an adult conversation offline. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was passive aggressive. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway. if people are going to troll me on, on the comments, I mean, you can't get much more passive-aggressive than that. That's pretty aggressive, actually. But well, anyway. But it's, it's, it's through a digital screen. Anyway. anyway. That concludes part one of the Racing Mindcast, and we will be back with part two, Bayer Bonk, in just a little bit. And welcome back to part two of Bayer Bonk. 
or part two of the racing mindcast by or bonk and for those of you not in the uh, triathlon world as we record this Kona which is the Ironman World Championships were held yesterday in Kona Hawaii and one of the pro triathletes there one of my favorite pro triathletes just because he's so down to earth and he's also comes from a running background Jesse Thomas uh, he's an incredible athlete uh, he didn't do too well yesterday but if you can if you can tread the line at Ironman World Championships you're you're in the one percenters which is pretty darn good it's easy but, for us to say mm -hmm. on our asses yes uh, <laughs> uh, he is a fantastic athlete yeah. Um, regardless of how he Anyway, finished. he makes picky bars. Anyway, he started a picky bar company, a bar company based out of, is it Bend, Oregon? I have no idea. It's, I think it's Bend, Oregon. We will double check with that. But they have just recently come to Canada. So we are going to be trying them out. And today, what flavor of picky bar do we have? All right. Uh, so it's, 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 it's two, it has two names. So Lauren's Mega Nuts. Lauren, I believe, is, his, her, uh, is Jesse's wife. Okay. And then the second title is Peanut Butter Booyah. So I'm not sure, but I'm Ooh. guessing peanut butter is involved. Mm -hmm. um, so macro-wise, we have a 45-gram bar. Yeah, you can see a peanut butter chip right there. So we're looking at a kind of a, a um, Lara bar type consistency. Mm -hmm. uh, 200 calories, 8 grams of fat, uh, 28 grams of carb, 3 fiber, 18 sugar, and 7 protein. And I, are they vegan? I think they are vegan. Oh, they have honey, but other than that, mm. yeah, it's rice protein. So it, if you count honey as non-vegan, then they're non-vegan. If you don't care, then they're vegan. And All right, I know what I'm gonna say. Smells like peanuts, like very natural mm -hmm. peanut butter type deal. They're crispy. You know what I'm gonna say? Rice Krispies. If you go back the last episode, and look at the naked bars. Mm -hmm. We tried the peanut butter. Mm -hmm. This one's a less chunky version of the peanut butter, but tastes almost identical with chocolate bits in it. Thank goodness I did not get any chocolate bits, but apparently there's chocolate chips. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, and it has like the crispy rice pieces, which I'm not a fan of. So less peanuts, mm -hmm. but same peanut taste way more, as the naked bar. Way more ingredients. Mm -hmm. Like it's got upwards of... Hmm. It has something called Red Ape, which is a registered trademark. Red Ape? R-E-D? No, A-P-E. I'm not sure what Red oh. Ape is. I'm pretty sure it's vegan, though. Hmm. Yes, it is. I wonder what that's about. But it's more of a superfoods bar. Mm -hmm. It has way more ingredients, more protein powders, more extracts. All natural stuff, but... Um, Red Ape. So it's just, yeah, it's a smoother version of... The um, either a Lara bar peanut or a, the naked bar mm -hmm. peanut. Um, oh, not... it's red ape cinnamon. I think it's a specific type of cinnamon. Really? Yep, because there's no comma in between oh, okay. red ape and I cinnamon. I thought there was a comma. Anyway, well, problem solved there. Or okay. solution so it's there. cinnamon. Cinnamon. Anyway, I'm going to go five. Mm. I'm going to rate it above. Oh, okay. What I'm going to rate it above the Laura bar or the, the naked that? bar that we five tried. I had a five and a half. Okay. So or I'm I had a six and a half, but I'm I had a six and a half for the naked. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it would be. I think it would work. I would bonk it for everyday Overall, consumption. Yeah. I would say buy for a workout. Yeah. I would say buy for it's, a it's low endurance workout. It's too sticky for me, and it's way too small. Mm. Yeah, for 200 calories, it's only 45 grams. Mm -hmm. It's not huge. And the macros aren't the greatest, but if you're working out, which is why yeah. you have that caveat, 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hard to please, but it, it's a bit boring. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's basic. Yeah, it is very basic. It like it, it might as well just be date paste, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. With me aware. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get. I'll give it a seven and a half. I like the packaging. Uh, buy, buy for the uh, buy to support a good company yeah. and a, and a uh, well-run company, and also in a pinch for a workout. But beyond that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. That concludes part two. Buy at our bunk. We will be we will be back with the, it's the peanut butter. Uh, we will be back with part three. The year, year fear. of fear. Awesome. And we're back with the racing mindcast, part three. The year of fear. So we are recording this ahead of time, so we don't have any fears to report yet. But what fear are you going to be covering this week? This week, I'm going to be meditating every day per week. I haven't decided on how long because it's it's completely new to me. Mm -hmm. So I may I might start with five minutes as like my low mm -hmm. bar, and if I didn't want to go farther, I'll go farther. But a minimum of five minutes a day. Gotcha. Are you going to be using Headspace, or are you going to be doing nope, it just by mm -hmm. myself? Get the singing bowl out. Dust off the singing bowl. Nope. Just going to be absolutely quiet. And so you're going to do sitting. You're not going to go do nature, um, nature walks? I'm going to or... keep it open. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have the option. But um, at least five minutes of something. And why does that scare you? Because there's so much going on in my head. And um, um, I have a major fear of silence. Mm -hmm. um, so I constantly, if I'm not talking... Cue the Simon and Garfunkel song. If I have, um, um, if I'm talking to someone, it's fine. If I have, if I have something in my ears, like a podcast or music, mm -hmm. fine. If I'm not listening to something at any minute of the day, even when I'm going to bed, mm -hmm. uh, it's too much. So this will be, this will be a major, you know, milestone if I can pull it off. Hello, darkness, my old friend. We're gonna have to I get the trademark. Talk with you again. I don't want our YouTube to get, <laughs> to get blocked. We'll get flagged because my horrible singing of Simon and Garfunkel. Among other things. Uh, <laughs> you stop. No, that failed. Uh, this is what I have to deal with. Uh, moving on. Moving on. My fear that I am uh, tackling this week is so last week I was do I ate a. Um, Ate a meal based purely off of enjoyment, and this week I'm going to be having a small pizza. And why small? Why small pizza? Well, just a personal pizza. Okay. So. Uh, or like I think a small like personal pizza or two or three slices. But I'm going to have a real legit pizza, okay. uh, which Without, is out, like at a restaurant. Uh, either at a restaurant or takeout. I'm right. not going to be making it myself. Oh, okay. It's, it's going to be like Pizza Pizza or Little Caesars or uh, or even like a local, or a local institution, a local institution uh, which I think will be the better way to go. But yeah. I, just like donuts, I'm I'm afraid of real pizza. Yeah. Uh, it's something about the high carb. It's something about controlling the board, like controlling what you put on it. Yeah, and I, I need to face that fear head on. Okay. And that is going to be, I, I think that's going to be... Date night. It's actually, uh, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. But I think having you there... Making it a date night will be better. I can bring my cheerleader pom-pom oh. that I don't actually have. Uh, well, that could be your scary costume. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh. well, anyway, that is going to be my fear. Uh, wish me luck on that one because it might be my toughest one to 
date. Tougher than the donut. Tougher than the donut and tougher than CBL. Ooh. Yikes. So Don't want to miss that. So read all about it at BraveheartCanada.com. That's where we post all of our summaries of the year uh, of the year of fear weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check back in the archives for what we covered in the past, what our future fears are. You can also check out our coaching options up there, what we can provide you. You can also send us feedback either on the, uh, the Racing Mindcast, on the YouTube channel, on what we should cover, on what bars we should cover. So we've got a lot of stuff planned in the pipeline, but we love your voice in that picture. I'd also really like to, to hear if anyone else has started doing their own year of fear. Mm -hmm. So if anyone else has actually started their, you know, either just one fear or a whole year of fears, um, let us know. Yeah, it would be good to hear from you. With that, I just wanted to let you remind you all, <sighs> don't forget to breathe this week.